all of us have that what we call that obnoxious inner roommate right that per- <laughs> that that person that starts saying crazy stuff to you and you start believing it right you know the person that tells you you can't do that girl what are you talking about you know that, all that stuff so we have to figure out how to how to quiet that person but doesn't that isn't that person always kind of there that 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 inner roommate that starts telling you crazy stuff he or she is always there and what most people don't realize is that you can take charge and demand command and condition he or she to talk to you the right way <laughs> Three, two, one, zero. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. And I would like to welcome you to tonight's episode of the Small Biz Chat podcast. Today's show has something for any curious business owner. My guests tonight have some amazing insight to share. The Small Biz Chat podcast is a peer-to-peer interview show that gives small business owners a way to get invaluable business advice from top experts in the country. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. The goal of the Small Biz Chat podcast is to give our small business audience the opportunity to hear sage advice to take their business to the next level. So now it's time for me to introduce my guest. Now, let me introduce my next guest, Joseph McClendon III. He's one of the most sought after ultimate performance specialists in the world. Woo, that's saying something. He is a PhD in neuropsychology and he has unique techniques to rapidly trigger the personal change that effectively moves to take you from consistent action to go further faster with your personal and business achievements. Joseph hosts the Cure for the Common Life podcast, and he's delivered hundreds of workshops, coaching sessions, keynote addresses, and training programs well all over the world. And it has been a partner of Tony Robbins for a super long time. And so welcome, Joseph, to the show. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you, Melinda. So happy to be here. And thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. How could I not want to talk to the ultimate, (laughs) most sought after, what is it? Ultimate performance specialist in the world. Lord, fix me. Okay. Start with me. Okay. So, (laughs) all right. So on that note, how did you get there? Tell me, I got to hear the origin story that how does one become the most sought after performance specialist in the world? Tell me. Well, the, the condensed version is I got started because somebody helped me. I had a very, very low point in my life. When I was 17 and a half years old, three grown men tried to take my life because of the color of my skin. And it devastated me. It absolutely devastated me. It took away my self-esteem. It took away my self-pride, my confidence, and literally gave me a level of self-loathing that, that I hated myself. And as a result, I became homeless. I lived in a cardboard box in a place called Lancaster, California. And um, what changed my life as cliche as it sounds, is somebody gave me a book. They gave me the book, Think and Grow Rich. And I read the book. And I always tell people, I didn't just read the book. I did what the book said. And I got some results. And when I went, I started to get really quick results. But 
when I went back to the gentleman that helped me, that gave me the book, and I said, how do I repay you? How do I give back to you? Because that's the way I was raised. What he said to me was, he goes, Joseph, you repay me by doing the same thing that I've done for you, for as many people as you possibly can for the rest of your life. <laughs> now, I was young, and I didn't really take it to heart right then because I was, you know, I, you know, I was homeless. I needed to help myself. But as time went on, I started to recognize one of the things that I learned in early on was it's not the world that is our challenges. Most of the time it is us, how we deal with things. And I started to study psychology and study how I could change myself. And then, of course, I started moving on and helping other people as well. And as you know, it is unbelievably fulfilling and lucrative. <laughs> Joseph, why do you think people struggle with performance and productivity? You know, and did the pandemic make that worse? It did. It did. I always tell people that, that inherent in all of us is procrastination, hesitation, fear of failure, fear of success, self-doubt, self-loathing, all of those things that are the thieves of our dreams. They show up at the most inopportune times to cause us to stagnate, to you know, just not perform at, the, at our best. And what you just said is absolutely true. The pandemic made all of us come face to face with ourselves. All of those things, it, you know, not, not all of them happen all at the same time, but all of us had to come face to face with it. Well, here we are within these four walls with, you know, if you're fortunate, you had family. And if you were unfortunate, you had family that, that were around, you know, to antagonize you and those kinds of things. And we had to face ourselves and we had to face ourselves. And a lot of people, some people went the fear route. And let's just say medicated themselves, if you will. Uh, and I'm not just talking about substance. I'm talking about medicated themselves with watching too much television and watch, you know, doing things that, that, that enhance those procrastinations. And some people thrived. And what I found is the people that thrived are the people that, you know, they got that culture shock, got that shock and then said, hey, wait a minute, I don't like this. And let me do something about it. Let me learn something about myself, what causes me to be that way, and at least start looking into it and seeking out ways. And then people started to change as a result. I believe you're right. I think I do I think there was like a 3 to 6 month like oh my god are we still at home thing that people did and then it was like oh well I better I better figure out something else I, I better figure out something to do here. I mean I even went through that myself but out of that came an amazing idea and we created Small Biz Lady University. So I, you know but at first I was like okay I really nobody's calling me to do yeah, anything. Yeah. Wow. Like, you know, you, I even went through that. Does the world still need the small biz lady thing? And then somebody was like, did you really say that? I'm like, yes, I actually said it out loud. <laughs> and it was like, and it was like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Of course the world needs a small biz lady. All right, so, so anyhow, the, the thing is, is that all of us have that, what we call that obnoxious inner roommate, right? That, per, that, that person that starts saying crazy stuff to you and you start believing it, right? You know, the person that tells you, you can't do that girl. What are you talking about? You know, that, all that stuff. So we have to figure out how to, how to quiet that person. But doesn't that, isn't that person always kind of there that, 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 that inner roommate that starts telling you crazy stuff? He or she is always there. And what most people don't realize is that you can take charge and demand command and condition he or she to talk to you the right way. <laughs> because you wouldn't let your child talk to you that way. Why would you let you? And the deal is, if we, and, and what I call it neuroencoding, we can literally encode ourselves to respond and default to our best behavior because we don't always beat ourselves up. 
the challenge is, is most of us, it's, it's freewheeling. We don't, we don't believe that we have control of it. We, we're unconscious to it. And it was ironic what you were just saying there. I went through it as well. Yes, me too. <laughs> when there was a day, and I, I remember the exact day, Melinda, it was, it, was, uh, it was March the 15th, 2020. I looked at my calendar and there was nothing there. And I was booked for speaking because that's what I did prior to uh, COVID. I was booked into 2022 every single month around the world. And I had one of my promoters called me up and he goes, Joseph, we got to cancel some more gigs. And I said, no worries. And I went to my calendar and canceled it. You know how on I have Outlook. So when you when you click on Outlook, it'll ask you, do you want to cancel everything that's associated with this? And I said, yes. And I looked at it and there wasn't Jack there for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, in a, for, the, for the moment, it struck fear in me. It, I, I thought to, I remember the, the words I asked myself, Melinda, I said, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I panicked for a moment. And at the risk of sounding arrogant, because I practice what I preach, I won't teach theory. And what I teach people is how to program yourself so that when something unrealist, I'm sorry, unfortunate shows up, then we default to a better way of talking to ourselves and being. And what happened to me, and I remember I was sitting right here at this desk. I got this big smile on my face and I jumped up and I ran into my bathroom and I looked myself in the eyes and I go, Joseph, what do we get to do now? And that question, that conversation with myself caused me, much like yourself, to create a whole new, as you know, that, that word that we've all become familiar with, pivot. And, right. and now things are, I don't have to travel as much. I'm loving being home. How about that? Right now, we know all figured out how to make money from our living room. I mean, I think my favorite my favorite topic is like how to be a spare room tycoon, right? I mean, literally, I, I, I mean, I want everybody to know how to make as much money as you can from your living room couch. I believe in it now for sure. Um, but now let, let's get back to you. So you have this tell, show, do teaching method. Tell me what that is. It's actually tell, show, try, do. And what that means is, is if, if I just tell you something, if I tell somebody, listen, I'm, I'm a neuropsychologist by profession, and I had to have a practice in Los Angeles, freak city. And, and I'm going to tell you everything um, that you could possibly imagine, every challenge that you could possibly imagine came across my threshold. So I had to learn very, very quickly how to deal with anything. And so if I tell somebody something, then they may believe me. But if they tell themselves something, then they will believe something. So what I do is I'll tell you, you come in and you talk to me. I always tell people, you come into my office, you've got a fear of dogs. Take a guess what's going to be in my office. Now, I don't tell them up front. You know, they show up and there's going to be a dog there so I can deal with it right now. So I tell them, here's what we're going to do. You're going to come to me and in an hour, in an hour and a half, you're going to hold the puppy or whatever it is. And, and that's my method of coaching, if you will. And so the, I tell them, and then I show them how that's going to be done through explanation, through examples, through stories or whatever it is. And, and I will actually show them a demonstration of it. And then we'll try it together. We'll actually do it together. And then I'm going to give you something to do so that when you're outside of my presence, so when you leave me, you actually are conditioning yourself and it becomes a natural extension of who you are. And that methodology is it sticks with people. It makes it so that you are controlling yourself, that you are giving yourself the truth that you need to hear. And that internal dialogue from hell turns the, into the internal dialogue from heaven <laughs> and assists you. I like it. I like it. All right. So 
you have the tell, show, try, do method, but then you also have the farther, faster method. So do you got to do the first one to get to the second one? Is this like 101 and 102? Joseph, help me. Help me understand. Where, where, when, when do I need the further, faster method versus the, all right, I'm going to get you to do something you really don't want to do, but I'm going to make you like it. I, 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 you know, so it feels like, it kind of feels like that. So help me understand. Yeah, I love what you just said there. I, I'm going to help you get what you want to do, not what I want you to do, because that, that's always the first question is what do you want? And I'm going to help you like it and so that you want to do it. And you, and then I'm going to give you something to do so that you continue to do it. And so to answer your question, it's all in one. It's something that I call neuroencoding, again, as I said before. And neuroencoding is the methodology and the process of literally programming ourselves so that we, as I said, default to the behavior that we know is going to serve us and arrest the behaviors that don't serve us. In other words, like I said, procrastination, hesitation, so that when that stuff shows up, we automatically go, hey, hey, wait a minute. That's not me. That's not who I am. And let me step up. And then it conditions us who we are. And so the further, faster process comes around three things. And I and I call it the 60-20-20 rule. We've all heard of the 80-20 rule, which is 80% psychology and 20% mechanics. 60-20-20 rule is just it's kind of my secret weapon, if you will, <laughs> and has been through my successes and what I've been able to teach other people as well, is it's 60% psychology. And to remove the, the mystique about psychology, psychology is just the constant beliefs that we have about ourselves, other people, and the world around us. That's it. And so if we can, A, find out what they are, which is, you know, my expertise, for lack of a better term, and adjust those to, to, to service, then we can shift that. So it's 60% that, it's 20% energy. And when I say energy, I don't, and by the way, you got some amazing energy, just listening to you, watching you, and not, I'm looking at all the other guests, all of us are, are lit up and smiling because you have that energy. And from, when I say energy, I don't just mean get up and go energy, I mean literally physical electricity. I taught at the University of Southern California for seven years, and I taught to engineers. So I had to come with real data, real facts about things. And if you measure the electricity that goes through a, a person when they're excited about something, then it is, it, it, it's actually what they call 50, uh, 50 mega, I'm sorry, negative millivolts versus 25 when somebody is relaxed. And that person operates there. And if they do, then then a couple things happen. And here's where it gets a little cosmic. Can I get cosmic with your peeps? Get get cosmic with I, me. You I, know, I, it's like get jiggy with it. Get cosmic with it, Joseph. Come on. Here is the secret weapon. These three things together. This is the further faster. You know, I always ask people, do you want what you want sooner rather than later? If the answer's yes. It's 60% psychology, 20% energy, and 20% magnetism. And I don't mean just the laws of attraction. The laws of attraction are one of the 21 immutable laws of, of magnetism. Magnetism is science. You want to make a magnet? And by the way, all of us are, uh, the universe is made of the same stuff, period. I told you I'm going to get cosmic on you. And period, every single thing, every the, the, the air we breathe, you know, the, the this Rubik's Cube on my desk, whatever, our hair, everything is made up of electrons, protons, and those things, and, and, and neutrons. And those things, the key that makes them all stick together and work are electrons. And electrons is just electricity. And if you want to make a magnet out of anything, you want to make a steel magnet or a, or a, a, 
an iron magnet, bombard it with electrons. That's what makes a magnet. So guess what? If we're all made of the same stuff, then guess what? The more energy that we have, and that energy comes from our psychology, then the more magnetized that we have. But here's the deal. We, it gives us the ability to magnetize situations, circumstances, and even material things around us. And proof of that is this. And I'll ask you, have you ever been in your car and you feel somebody looking at you and you look over and then there's those eyes? Yes. <laughs> All of us. Or vice versa. Have you ever been in your car and you look at somebody, maybe an attractive person or an interesting person, and they catch you? happens to all of us. Well, check this out. And this is science. And again, I always say to people, go, don't take my word for it. Go on YouTube University and look it up, <laughs> you know. And, and here's what happens. When we put our attention and intention on somebody else, but it's synonymous with something else, four things happen automatically. Number one, your electromagnetic energy grows. And you can see it. It's called Carillion Photography. You'll see it. Your the electric field around you grows which means you become more magnetic. Anything that has electricity is magnetic. The second thing that happens is that thing, that person feels it. That's why they feel it, because it hits them. Third thing that happens is their electromagnetic energy grows. And the fourth thing that happens is you become magnetic and attracted to each other. Two magnets are attracted closer to everybody, to each other than a magnet and steel. First off, I have these two magnets here, okay? And these, these are real strong magnets. And watch this. So if I take these magnets this far apart, they're always going to go together. Okay. I'm holding two magnets apart and they go to each other. I just have to let go of one. The reason being is this magnet is, is sending out electromagnetic, just like looking at that person, it's sending out electromagnetic energy. And so is this one. And so they're close to each other. They're always going to go together. But then I have this ink pin here and this ink pin has a steel clip on it. We all know steel is attracted to, to, to a magnet, but watch this. I do the same thing and it drops. It ain't going to happen. It drops because this is not, the pin is not a magnet. But if I magnetize this, it's going to pull to it. Now, here's the deal. Here's why people sabotage themselves. So here's these magnets. Now, watch. They'll pull together each other like that. But if I flip this magnet over, watch what happens. It pushes it away. Okay, not some of the time, not many, even if I force it together, it's going to push it away. Not some of the time, all of the time, not most of the time, all of the time. And the reason I share that with you is this, that we as human beings, and again, back on the 60-20-20 rule, if we don't have a good psychology about ourselves, about other people and the world around us, and any variation in between there, we're going to demagnetize ourselves and push the things that we want away. That's why we self-sabotage. That's why we do those things. So it all, it's, a, it's a circle. Long answer to your question, but it, it's all, it is all a circle. Now, I say a, a loop that, that when, you, when you work on one, it feeds the other and feeds the other and, and it comes around. And that's how we change ourselves. That's how we change ourselves in business and whatever we want in our lives. I love it. That was such a great example. But now we got to go to a break. So. And we will be right back with Joseph McClendon III. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady, and I'm known as America's number one small business expert. I know a thing or two about how to run a successful business. I've been running my own for over 20 years, and I'm often asked, how do I actually become my own boss? 
It starts with knowing what you want and why. Then you need to figure out how you're fun your dream business. Next, you must research your idea and make sure you understand everything that's involved. Next, you must determine your target customer, then complete your business plan. And finally, it's time to start your business as a side hustle first, if you can. I wrote my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, to give you a roadmap to business success. And over 100,000 people in multiple languages around the world have been helped by this book. And now to support people affected by this pandemic, I'm giving away a thousand copies of Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months for free. All you need to do is pay the shipping and handling fees. If you're ready to turn your calling into income, claim your free copy of my book today. Don't delay. This offer is only good while supplies last. Click the button below and get yours before they're all gone. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I'm back with my guest, Dr. Joseph McClendon III. I'm a business coach. You're a therapist slash business coach. I want to know what is the difference between being a therapist and being a business coach? And I ask you that because it is my un-PhD opinion that 50% of all business problems are not so well-hidden personal problems. I would agree with you 1,000%. And you may or may not like my answer to your question about what is the difference. There is no difference. In other words, they're one and the same. You have to be, if you're going to be an effective business coach, you know, one of my mentors taught me that business is about people and people is about business. And if you can't deal with the first business person in, in your business, which is you, mean, and, and, and by the way, a coach, it's a business, you know, you're, you're a business coach in any business coach. What do they do? They use that methodology of helping people to, to, you know, line their own pockets, grow their own life, you know, make, make their own. So it's, it's but you got to deal with yourself first. My mentors always taught me physician heal thyself first, go and, and, and work on yourself first. So, um, therapy brings with it this this uh, shroud of uncertainty about you got to have these degrees, you got to have all that stuff. And though that may help, it's not absolutely necessary. You can become certified in different things and you can learn different things. Therapy means to me just being able to help somebody move off of the dime, help them move. If, you, if you're effective in doing that, then you've got some level of therapy in you. Well, I'm going to find some little certification program to get me a little certification on the wall. No, I'm, I'm joking. So, um, well, 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 tell me in your work, when you give your keynote speeches and you talk to people, what is the most common topic that you talk about when you talk to audiences of business people? Yeah, that's why I created Further Faster, because what people talk about is they want what they want sooner rather than later. And the biggest question that people have is what's wrong with me why can't i do this why haven't i done this you know what do i need to do what do i need to have you know where do i need to be and it always circles back around to ourselves it circles back around to our own challenges that we have you said it earlier you i i think it's actually more than 50 percent of, of business challenges start with the person start with the people as i said my mentors taught me that business is about people and, and if you don't know how to deal with yourself first, and then secondly, you know, together, be able to deal with other people, help other people as well, then you're not going to be as good a business person. Well, but I think part of the problem is sometimes people think just because they own the business that they're a leader. 
No, you're just an owner. Right? <laughs> and I think, and I think that's actually, it's interesting because in my new book, become your own boss in 12 months, which I'm so excited was released this week. Um, I actually wrote a chapter in that book called your leadership matters, because I think people don't know that leadership, just like you would go to get, you know, training for sales or training in negotiation or how to write a business plan. You need to work on your leadership because everyone's following you and it's hard, right? It's hard to take on 10 to 12 jobs at one time, right? Nobody ever said that was easy and everybody can't do it, right? We need some people to keep their good jobs, right? So they can hire me and you. But, but what I'm saying is, is that one of the things that I worry about is that people really aren't realistic about how their communication style or their leadership style or how they give feedback, how that affects people. Cause I'm like, people don't leave people. I mean, people don't leave jobs. They leave people. They tired of dealing with you. That's why they won't come back and work at your restaurant. Cause how did you treat them when they were there? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why people don't make the connection to the human condition related to work. Like, cause I, I'm, I'm always been of the mindset that if you nickel and dime your employees, they're going to nickel and dime your customers. And that's a dangerous, dangerous thing, I think, to get into, especially if you're in a service business. But have you, have you seen a lot of that same, cause I believe so many people are completely delusional about their own leadership style. No doubt. And mo most people don't even know how to lead or what a leader is. You know, I, I early on, I've had I've had some unbelievable mentors. And one of my mentors taught me, he says, Joseph, what do you think a leader is? And I go, well, somebody that goes first and all those cliched things that we learn. Somebody that goes first and so on and so forth. And he goes, no. He said, a leader is somebody with a vision that helps, that empowers and, and helps other people willingly. And he says, he always, he always goes, people, underline people, not machines, willingly take on that vision, make it their own, and gladly bring it to fruition. And what that means is, is our vision about our, because we've got to lead ourselves first. That's the first thing. If you, if we have, if you have an ego, then that's a clear cut sign that you need some help. You need some, because it's not transparent. People are going to feel that stuff. People are going to look through it and see it. So you got to learn to lead yourself. And then you've got to be able to inspire. You've got to be able to empower and really imbue that vision on other people. So they go, yes, I want that as well. And I'm going to, I'm going to make that happen, not for you, but for themselves. Yes. And that's leadership. You know, you said something earlier, feedback style feedback quality, how to feedback to somebody, how to go in there and, and, and connect with them and have that rapport with them so that they want to work with you, not for you. Nobody wants to work for somebody, even though they'll call your boss, that kind of thing. But have you ever heard somebody go, yeah, my boss is the greatest. And that doesn't happen that much. It's just like, yeah, my boss said, I got to do this. You can help people do something for themselves. You know, Kayla, I was listening to that earlier. Thank you so much for, for uh, all of your information. Kayla. I was listening to her, what she was talking about. Staying, you're talking about working with her children, staying in their lane. That level of leadership, you know, allowing that person to, and I'm sure there's times where you're going to step up and go, hey, I need this done. Maybe this wasn't. But allowing that person to feel good about themselves, that's where business grows. I love it. I love it. All right. We've got to wrap it up there. But one last question. What is the best business advice anyone's ever given you? Uh, I've, got, I've had a lot of it, but I think the, the, <laughs> the best was model, mentor, move, 
And physician, heal thyself, meaning don't teach theory. Model the best, have a mentor, move, do something. Don't sit there because we can just read books and so on and so forth. You got to get off your butt and move and do something. And then lastly, do you teach, you know, don't teach theory, do it yourself and teach it to other people. Right. In other words, eat your own dog food, right? <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much, Joseph. All right, Joseph, what is your favorite podcast? Well, right now it's going to be this one, isn't it? <laughs> However, I just started listening to Dave Chappelle's podcast and it oh. is brilliant, brilliant. I, I have heard that. So I'm, I'm going to have to get, make an opportunity to check his, you know, I'm always listening to business podcasts. That's my problem. I'm a, I'm an addict. What is your favorite business app, Joseph? What is your favorite business app? Instagram. <laughs> Listen, that's real. Be there, people. I know, right? Instagram is it. I, I, it is, everything has shifted. All right. All right. I just started an Instagram Reels account. So oh. you got to watch my stuff. All right. All right. Joseph, what is your favorite old school marketing tip? Tell a friend <laughs> and television. And, and nowadays it's, it is synonymous with social media. So word of mouth. I like, listen, I believe that magic happens over the phone. Pick up the phone and call somebody. Whether it's a good day or a bad day, pick up the phone. Magic happens on the phone. All right, Joseph, what's your favorite business book? The Holy Grail, two of them. Think and Grow Rich and its follow-up, Outwitting the Devil. Where's my microphone so I can drop it? You're so funny. Follow up outwitting the devil. Now that's a new one. I'm going to have to go get that. Listen, they wrote them at the same time and they did not release outwitting the devil until 2011. You can listen. You got you to read it. All right. Outwitting the devil. That sounds like a good one for a lot of reasons. All right. Well, with that, guys, that is it. Thank you so much. Thank you all for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat podcast. If you're still working on your digital pivot, be sure to grab my brand new book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, Revise and Expand It. It was released just this week, and I've got great stuff in there for selling online, how to become a social media ninja 2.0, and develop a sales process head over to becomeyourownbossbook.com and grab your copy. I've got some great bonuses over there. And thank you so much for joining me. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I will leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.